1: Comprehending the things of God, helping you to do just that, next, here on Times of Refreshing. Hi there, and welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Today, our time will take us back to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 14. You'll remember from our time together, last time we were together. Our teacher and pastor revealed to us and reminded us of the heart of the Apostle Paul, that we, you and I, would comprehend the depths of the love of Christ. For what reason and to what end is the subject of our time today? So won't you join us with this edition of Times of Refreshing? Once again, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
2: Sometimes when you're talking to people, you can tell them, you know, God is good. But then the next day you tell them, God is awesome. Then the next day you tell him God just is in love with me, man. Then you ne- next day you can tell him God had to give me a spanking yesterday too. <laughs> then the next day you tell him, you know, God, he just blessed me. The next day you tell him, God, I'm going through with God, but God is still on my side. I mean, it's just hard to Does anybody know what I'm talking about in this room with your walk with God? You can't just quite put your finger on all of it, but you know that you can truly comprehend that the depth and the width and the length that God has done something down on the inside of you that made that you seized it and it's real. But I can't always articulate it. Look what he says. He says may be able to comprehend what all the saints what is the width, the length, and the depth and the height, and to know. He says the love of Christ. He gets specific. Which passes knowledge. He says that you may be filled. With all the fullness of God. You know I think this is the point. When it comes to the love of Christ. We know it. But he says it passes knowledge. He said that you might know. But it passes your knowledge. He said that you might know the love of Christ. But it passes knowledge. Think about what I'm saying here saints. Saints. Because this is what a lot of people do, and I just feel the anointing on this. A lot of people, they come to church, and they get information, but it never be- becomes alive. They got to hear, but it hasn't been awakened in here. That it really becomes alive to me. I know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. I can try to articulate it, but it's hard to articulate it because it's, it, it's, it goes beyond just what I know. It's something that has set up residence within my spirit and in my heart that's become alive to me. And saints, this is where our Christianity has to go to if we're going to survive in these last days if we're going to make it in life and really stick with Jesus Christ no matter what goes on in our life. There's something, there's a, there's a knowing within us that, that goes beyond just our head knowledge. Because sometimes you can, you can articulate things and they, they sound good. It's like I can take this, this verse right here and, and give it to a, a heathen or, 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 or somebody doesn't even know God. And they can quote the scriptures and say that, but do they really have it? My question for everyone here in the room is, do do you have it? Do you have it? This was Apostle Paul's prayer's request that that their religious experience would go beyond just information. That now it would become a part of who they are. That the love of Christ, that they might know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. That goes beyond this. I know the love of Christ, but it's gone beyond knowledge for me. It's become a matter of life. It's a become, become a matter of existence. It's become a, a, a matter of, of, of who I'm becoming in God. And I think for some of us, we have to break this chain of religiosity. And the church needs this chain broken over them. Where we feel like because I know it... From a doctrinal standpoint that I really got it, Pastor Paul says, this, the love of Christ has got to go beyond just your knowledge. It passes knowledge. It's got to be something that's in you, that becomes alive within you, that, wake, that when you get up in the morning, you're thinking about God. When you go to bed at night, you're thinking about God. That all the day, there's not a day or an hour that goes by that God doesn't just, something about God, God in your spirit. You can be working on your job and at at some point in time, you got to take a praise break because God is just so real to you. And it's gone beyond just knowledge. (laughs) Glory to God. I feel this. It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a way of life. It becomes a way of living. That it's not just informational, it's become revelational and it's become something that's now fixed in your spirit and your soul. That I have a knowledge of the love of God that passes knowledge. This is what God is looking for all of us. To get to in our walk, and then he, he puts the seal on it in the second half of this verse. He says, To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. And then, look what he says, He says, That you may be filled with all the fullness of who? Of God. This is it. It's gone beyond just knowledge. Now, God has filled me with all his fullness. And my relationship with God and your relationship with God truly now just becomes existence. It becomes a lifestyle. We're not trying to work ourselves into Christianity. We've arrived in it and it just becomes our lifestyle. That loving God isn't something that we have to think about doing. It just comes out of our spirit. Walking with God is is not a matter of memory any longer. It is a matter of existence now. It becomes real hard when we're trying to remember to walk with Christ or to do what Christ would do. At some point in time, it shifts. So now, it just becomes a lifestyle. And you don't have to, and, and we should pray every day. We spend time with God. But our life now as a Christian doesn't matter. It's not, no longer a matter of running into the back cave so we can be good that day. What's wrong with you today? You grumpy. I didn't get my five hours along with the Lord. So I, At some point in time, it becomes a lifestyle, saints. That you're always in prayer. That your spirit is always. God always has access to your spirit to communicate with you no matter what. And that's why Apostle Paul says, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. That it's just a lifestyle. I don't have to run out. I'm going to have my quiet time. But, I, but I'm also in a position every day where God is walking with me. Can I have an Amen. And this is what happens for all of us. And when it comes to the love of God, the love of Christ, this is what happens. It goes beyond this. It goes beyond this. It's it's here now that you know what? I know the love of Christ. It's past knowledge. I have become filled with all the fullness of God. And through Jesus Christ, I don't have to think about whether I'm loved. I just know I am. Can I have an amen? That you don't have to think about it. You already know it. That you being loved by God is is without question. It's just there. It's just a knowing in your spirit. That's gone beyond just gnosis. It goes beyond just your mind. And so for all of us here, we've got to journey on in our walk with Christ to the point where... We allow God to do this in our spirit so we we truly gain spiritual comprehension that is far greater than just our natural comprehension. It's in here. Jesus Christ constantly when he was being persecuted or he went through his tough times, he referred back to the fact that he knew who he was and he knew who he came from and he knew that he was loved by his father. He never had a question concerning his identity. Even when people said that he had a demon. Or they persecuted him. He never had a question concerning his identity. John the Baptist had questions. He never had questions, Jesus. He was secure. He knew where he had come from. He knew that he was where he had come from. And for us as saints of God, we have to get this fixed in our minds. Now, how do we do this? And and when I say how do they do this, a lot of times I'm going to refer to the same things because it's a matter of the same thing. We have to learn to get into the Word of God to get this spiritual comprehension. Now, watch this, though. Saints, you and I cannot understand anything in this Bible by just sitting down and reading it. You and I need the Holy Ghost To turn the lights on in these scriptures. So that we can understand what the word of God says. There is no way without the participation of the Holy Spirit. Can we get understanding of the love of Christ. Of us having knowledge about the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. And having true spiritual comprehension without the Holy Spirit giving us insight through the word. One of the things that I would do all the time and I still do is when I get ready to study the Word of God, I pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead me and to help me because I don't understand it without His participation. And sometimes that would mean me waiting before I started to study. Some of us, we're trying to study and the, and the baby's crying and stuff is flying and doors is crying, pan, crash. We, oh, Lord, oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yeah. You're not understanding nothing. Sometimes that means also when we go to study, being sensitive. There are times, many times when I go to study the Word of God and 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 I'll have my plan. I'm going to read... I'm going to read five chapters today, and I'm going to study down here. And then from an exegetical standpoint, I'm going to handle my business. I might even cross-reference here. I got my study Bible over here to give me the Greek words and everything. And then over here, I got me a Bible dictionary so I can understand where they're at, the cities and the nature and all this other stuff. And I get ready to study, and I'll read one verse. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Oh, that sounds good. Well, let me go to the next verse. Ver- Let me go to the next verse. Let me, you want me to go back to that verse again? Yeah, go back to that verse. And why don't you just stay there for a week? Quantity does not mean quality. I got to read that again, yeah. But I got it. No, you don't. You don't got it till I say you got it. I mean, but this is what we have to do is allow the Holy Spirit to come in and help us. So that as we're reading what God begins to do what he's doing in our lives in terms of giving us true spiritual comprehension that goes beyond just knowledge. It's something that's in us that causes us to know the width and the depth and the height and the length. It causes us to know the love of Christ when we allow the holy spirit to work with us through his word the next thing is this and we know this is prayer but i want to say this praying in the holy ghost is powerful because what it does is it unlocks our spirit gives us access to the mind of god and it is a higher form of communication with god and it goes beyond our mind and we're strengthening our spirit man We're being strengthened in our spirit, man. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the what? Holy Ghost. So what happens? We need to ask God to fill us with the spirit of God. We need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And then we need to ask God to help us in this regard. Because what does God do? He turns on the lights and he illuminates things by the power of his spirit. And so praying is important. If we're going to, as the saints of God, get true spiritual comprehension, it means a consistent prayer life. And a prayer, prayer life that goes beyond just your prayer closet. This is how we gain access to revelation. We need this kind of revelation. We need God to give us insight into these things. But it takes prayer. But if the truth be told, saints, a lot of people in Christians don't really pray. We, we do dry pie prayers, or we do panic prayers. We know how to panic pray. Yeah. So, you know, this is one of the things, that even like when we've been going through all this building stuff, I said, Lord, I read my Bible too much to know that, you know, you got to know how to respond in a way that generates God's attention. God generally is, especially when you read the Bible, you read the book of Nehemiah, stuff like that. One of the things that the devil will do is he will try to make you afraid of stuff so that you start dishonoring God even when it comes to your prayer life. I'm telling you. And what I mean by that is if we have fear-filled prayers as if God doesn't know what he's doing and God can't, then what happens is disrespectful to God. And when you read the book of Nehemiah, this is one of the things that Sanballat and Tobiah, they wanted Nehemiah to panic and run off into the the temple and grab the horns of the altar and he said, "Why should I do something like that and sin against my God?" God, we're gonna die! Ah! And Jesus is on the back of the boat sleeping. Gets up, rebukes the winds, and now we make we let our requests be made known to God. But saints, understand that if we're we're going before, there's no way that we can get revelation from God if our hearts aren't positioned in faith before God, requesting what we're requesting, and. For us, we want to have a kind of lifestyle, whether it's through praying in the Spirit, praying with our understanding, that we're constantly living a lifestyle of prayer that causes God to be able to give us comprehension of His love that passes all knowledge. This is what God wants us to do. The the next thing that we have to do, and I think this is important for all of us if we're going to get true comprehension, is we need to get around people that we know comprehend that you know have a relationship with God, that have an intimacy with God. You know, God is in the business of putting you together with people who know him so that you can gain insight. Even Eli helped Samuel to understand the voice of God. Elijah helped Elisha to understand how God operates, how he, and every single person. We need people around us that we know truly have comprehension. Now, These type of people, generally, they're not insecure. They're not groping for attention and fame. A lot of times you get around those type of people, they can take it or leave it. They just want to walk with God. And in the end of the day, you watch their walk with God, there's a consistency. Whether they're on the the mountaintop or whether they're on the valley, that there's a consistency with them. They're not In panic mode or all. You see there's a consistency with them. They're not not shaken in spirit or in heart. You watch them. What happens is there's a relationship and you see that, wait a minute, this person is walking with God. It's not just that they can prophesy or preach or cast out devils or walk on water. It's how you see them. They're consistent when they just walk with God. And for us, we need to get around people like that because that can translate into us understanding how God will deal with us to help us to truly gain spiritual comprehension about the love of God. A lot of times we, sometimes even as preachers, we think that God loves somebody more because he uses them more. This is what I just said. We think God loves someone more simply because he uses them more. Somebody's cell phone everybody please turn your cell phones off, that God uses them more because, that God loves them more because he uses them more. Saints, it's simply not the truth. God will use you sometimes and not be happy with you for the people's sake. Say, I'm going to use you because I love them, but then I'm going to get you. It's what he does. I mean, you read the Bible, you read the book of Daniel. God used the the Nebuchadnezzar, all them guys. He used them for the sake of doing what he was doing with Israel. But then he turned around and got them later. Saints, I'm telling you right now, for us as Christians, we got to get this in our mind. We got to get around people that we know, comprehend. And we need to yoke ourselves with these individuals because God is using them. in a powerful powerful way to help us to grow in our walk with Christ. And the last thing I want to say, and I think this is important too, if we're going to grow in spiritual comprehension, we got to understand the depths of fasting. Fasting is a form of prayer, but it is a powerful way to quiet your soul and to humble your soul. To bring yourself into submission. Fasting is powerful because what it does is it causes us from a, just from a physical standpoint to rely on God and his power and his presence to sustain us. And I think if we're going to gain comprehension, we have to couple our regular praying in the spirit and just prayer with fasting. Where fasting becomes a lifestyle. Where we learn to deny ourselves. Because a lot of times it's our mind that's getting us in trouble. It's our mind that's causing us not to comprehend the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. Well, how can I quiet my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions? I do that through through fasting. It becomes a lifestyle. And I'm not talking about fasting from TV or your favorite show. Because you, we got all these. I never Some of these fasts i never even heard of. They're not even biblical. I'm fasting from the grocery store. I mean, I'm fasting from... I'm fasting. Everything's a fast. I'm going on a Twitter fast. I'm going on a this fast. I'm, I'm like, what is that? What, what does that mean? This stuff's not even in the Bible. You, if you're going fast, you need to fast from your food. <laughs> Can I have an amen up in here? Because what does it do? It quiets your soul. Because you know, truth be told, we're talking about, well, I'm, fasting from the, I'm fasting from going shopping. And then we got something else that we distracted with. But food, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Look at y'all, look at y'all, look at y'all. I'm talking about putting our plate down for even, even 24 hours. And your stomach start grumbling in. You start getting... Hot flashes and <laughs> and your head start getting a light lightheaded and mm, you trying to just swallow anything. <laughs> That's when you really start calling on Jesus, <laughs> Lord. I'm about to die up in here, help me! But what are you doing? You're you're, you're telling your body your spirit and your soul that God is the source of my strength in my life and it's in that moment when your mind, will and emotion gets quiet then God can start to deposit the true depths of his his comprehension within your spirit. I got it now. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is how I live. Saints, I want to encourage you today, but I also want to challenge you in this because for some of us, we've been in church for a long time. But do you really have it? Now, you and I won't know if we really have it until the situation arises where all of it is tested. But at some point in time, we have to consider this our journey that, Lord, I want to know the love of Christ that surpasses Knowledge and I want to be filled with all the fullness of God. Father, I pray today that for this church, we would not be a church that just externally looks good, but Lord, internally, we would look good because you've strengthened us with might by your Spirit and through your Spirit in the inner man, and you've caused us, Lord, to comprehend the love of Christ. That surpasses knowledge. That Lord for all of us here in this room. That our Christianity would not be surface. That there would be a depth. And a width. And a height. And a length to our Christianity. Because Lord you forged something deep down on the inside of us. God you've given us identity. Through the death, burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are part of a family. That not only earthly but also is heavenly and Lord we're asking here today that even as a church community that God we would go beyond just singing about you preaching about you hearing about you but Lord as a church we would know you that there would be a comprehension that we would seize this this information and that it would become revelatory it, we would possess it God, possess it for our high times and possess it for our low times. Possess it, Lord, whenever we have peace on every side that we possess this. And Lord, I thank you for challenging us in in our study time and in our prayer time, in our fellowship time, and in our fasting time. And we thank you for this. And we give you
1: all the praise in Jesus' name.